right, we're back. It's been a while. Episode four. Oh man, we're on four already. This episode, we're going to talk a little bit about why I was out of town. We're going to talk about Tiff's awesome new project. I'm excited about that. And I'll share a little bit about another project I was working on. But before we do anything, I have to ask, and I'm almost reluctant to do it. Did you do the homework? I'm failing this class. You didn't do it again. I've been busy. I lunch was forgot about myself. My art director was out, so I had to. It was my first time. And you went to. and I got to see the, uh, the Knicks and the Cavs play. So you got to go see LeBron in the Garden. So. I did, which the Garden is my favorite NBA arena. Had you like been ever. before? I've been before, like on a tour, but not at a game. It was like something between like Broadway and Hollywood and the NBA game and like a boxing match. Just the way that it's set up and in the ceilings is beautiful. It's just like it sets you up as if you're like watching this prime time thing and not like it's a basketball game where people are going crazy and doing like all types of things. It's just like, it's almost like a movie type atmosphere. That's really You had cool. a bunch of celebrities. The guy who won the masters was wearing a screen jacket for like the fifth time. And like every like time out, they would like show like a commercial or a clip, like a movie clip or something. And then they'll show like two chains or um, Chris rock. So it was, it was a show. And you got to go down on the floor, right? Yeah, we got to go like on the floor like before the game. We had passes, so yeah. Man. Shout out to the Knicks designer. He hooked us up. So I feel like I should give you a pass. <laughs> not because you went to the Knicks game, but because it's been three weeks. So I've been busy. Been working. I'm not going to get upset about that. But I want you to know that I did do my homework, <laughs> and I was listening to Cardi B. Okay. And How do you like it? I feel like... Um, I liked, there was a song with her and Chance the Rapper. That's a good song. I like that one a lot. Yeah. So the reason I was gone, I went to a conference in uh, Columbus, Georgia, of all places, Creative South. And it was a really good time. And I think later in the episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the value of going to conferences and getting outside of wherever you work. So I'm excited to talk a little bit more about it later, as well as talk about some of our projects that we've been working on lately. But first, I want to kick it to you. What kind of Twitter questions do we have this week? So, one of my favorite parts of the day, Twitter questions. So, this might be the best question we've ever had. Um, From Adam YB, um, at D-A-M-W-I-E-B-E. Can you rank all the fashion aliases? Hoodie Mellow, Mask Kyrie, Headband LeBron, Jersey Bike Kobe, Number 12, Jersey Jordan, Black Suit Cavs. And I'll have to add um, Mass Joel and B. I was going to ask you to <laughs> throw him in Maybe like Silver Suit Cavs since that came before Black Suit. Number one is always going to be Hoodie Mellow. I'll give you that. Number two, I would say Joel and B just because. How scary does he look <laughs> in that mask? He has the black mask. Do you remember um, Rip Hamilton from the Pistons? Yes. Like 014? Terrifying. That mask, I would say, is number three. And uh, I honestly don't remember Jersey bit Kobe. I think it was just the iconic image. Like, he would walk around with his jersey in his mouth oh, like this whenever he was working really hard. That one doesn't count. Number 12, <laughs> Jersey Jordan. I think that's a good fourth. And fifth, you know, rounding it out, I would say Silver Suit Cavs because... They look slick. That I don't like the Silver Suits, but it's iconic. It's the black really suits slick. are more my style, but the silver is more iconic. I'll let you I'll let you have that one because you know much more about fashion than me. And we <laughs> will talk about how much you know about fashion coming up. 
And then the next question is from Avery Owens. Shout out to Avery. Um, which teams do you think are ready for a rebrand? Logo, typography. I would say the Wizards. I'm not really feeling their logo. It's not iconic. I tend to like teams that have more iconic logos like the Knicks, the Bulls. Yeah, Wizards, maybe the Cavs because I'm not really a big fan of the C. Did you see my tweet this morning with all of those old logos on that guy's wallpaper? Yeah. Some of them I love, like the Spurs logo okay, is the, the same Spurs since logo? the ABA. Like, yeah. That's pretty tight. I love the old Atlanta Hawks logo, especially the rebrand. It's so similar. That's a good one. I think the Jazz rebrand is really cool. I love the Kings rebrand. They used to be the Kansas City Kings, which is why I love them. And they moved to Sacramento, and they changed everything up. And the the callback to what they were in Kansas City is really cool. Current teams, I say the Nets need a rebrand really bad. (laughs) The Nets stay with a rebrand. I think they should go back to the Jersey Nets. Oh, another team, I would say Charlotte. I want them to just go back to the Bobcats. The cat no. was terrible, but I like the cat. You like the Bobcats I want New better Orleans than the, to be the Hornets? Oh, no. I want New Orleans to be the Hornets. Pelicans is not my favorite, but I, I think they should change their logo up because I love the Charlotte Hornets. Like Hugo, the classic Hornet look. I mean, yeah, that, I do like that, but I feel like the Hornets aren't, I don't know, they can't get back to that old vintage style. I could also go for a rebrand of, oh, I hate to say it, the Thunder. I don't like oh, no. I don't I, like the current Thunder mess. I don't like the Nike jerseys. I love their their jerseys they're wearing this year that are like the the dark blue with the I don't like those. Man, I don't like any of the Nike jerseys. With like the font that's kind of like off a little oh, bit no, to no. show. I hate those. Oh my goodness, I love that stuff. I'm all OKC like way way back when it was, you know, the Big 3, the original Big 3. Yeah, the original Big 3 with Harden and Russ and Durant. Yeah, I think Russ traitor. is the problem now. I, I think it's Russ. I could also go for a rebrand of the Clippers because oh, they yeah. rebranded a couple years ago, and it feels like I, I remember reading kind of like an oral history of why it happened that way, and it just looks like someone had like this silly idea at the end of the day, and Balmer walked in and was like, that's it. I love it. Let's go. And it and hurts the trailblazers. I, I think our conversation is turning into which teams, like, don't need a rebrand because there's like, only like four or five teams that don't need a rebrand. You don't like the Trailblazers logo? Nah. I do. I like it's kind of like abstract and old school. It's kind of weird. Yeah. If really it's like just if every team had like a retro night that lasted all season. The Raptors is one of my favorite logos. I love the Raptors. I would I also, say Knicks, Raptors. I like Lakers. the retro Milwaukee Bucks a lot. Oh, yeah. I do like that. The Real and Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. Yeah. Man, like, yeah, this is really, we could talk about this forever. <laughs> we got one more question from yes. one of my favorite artists, um, Ryan Simpson at RT Simp, S I M P, to both. Um, which NBA player best represents your style, philosophy, as a designer? He would hit us with like a super <laughs> deep question when we don't think that we're going to have any Twitter questions for the week. This came out the blue. Ryan's this is a best. minute ago. Oh, <laughs> man, which NBA player best represents your style? Or your philosophy? Do you have somebody like right off the top of your head that you know immediately is like, yes, this is me for sure? I was a three-headed monster, and that's OKC's original three. So you picked three people? I picked three people. First of all, I like fashion. You know, I feel like my design style can be a little bold off the top. So like, Westbrook. Like Westbrook style. Yes. But my personality can be more Durant. I'm really not. Traitorous? <laughs> I'm not 
like a big competitor type person like Russ is. Like he's very, you know, competing with people where it's like Durant, I could work well in a situation where there are other people that are as good as me. And okay. then I like Harden because he's, you know, a little bit flashy, a little bit like all of them, but sometimes he can give you a 50-point game. I never so. really thought of him as flashy until the GQ cover, and now he's like – I love that cover. He's super cool now. Yeah. Man, this is really hard for me because I think mine's, like, way more boring. <laughs> like, if if I had to pick someone, it would probably be, like uh, – Tim Duncan. Yeah, so I would probably uh. be, like, a Tim Duncan <laughs> uh, because, like, I don't know, I'm probably, like, really boring and, like, kind of laid back, but also, Tim like, Duncan. very – persistent and i don't know dedicated i would have gave you larry bird why because he's you know fundamental but he has a little flesh okay i respect that i can go with larry bird he's also as pasty <laughs> fair skinned oh as God. i am so i, can, I mean the spurs kind of work for you that shows how different we are because i went okay see which wasn't even a team until like 10 years ago and that's a really good question i wish i had more time to prepare for that yeah, thanks, Ryan. Awesome job. Okay, so those are our questions this week. Do you want to spend time talking about the playoffs, or do you want to jump into We have to talk about the playoffs because okay. I am sad because I really was rooting for OKC. I'm really nervous about OKC KD's right now. my favorite player, so when he left, I was sad. Melo's my second favorite player, so when he came, I was happy. But Melo ain't the same. And I think Westbrook is a problem. You can't have Kevin Durant and then James Harden and then Paul George. And even if Melo is getting older and, you know, not doing as well, like the common denominator is Russell Westbrook. So you think it's his fault? I, I just, I don't think he can win. You know, it's pretty impressive to average a triple-double two seasons in a row, especially when you have guys on your team like Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. But it, it don't matter if you don't got a ring. He's got to turn it back on. It, I'm it really just nervous don't, for him. It don't matter. It's like a designer is really good, but they can't finish a project. That's fair. So, OKC against the Jazz, they play one more game. At OKC, who do you got? Man, what's the key name? Spider Mitchell? Is that his nickname? Donovan, Donovan. Mitchell. I actually read, a, um, I read an article in Slam about him like three or four weeks ago, so I started to become a fan. He's pretty good. He should have went to the Knicks, but I could deal with Utah even though it's a little not really my type of place. He's actually outscored Russell Westbrook this series, <laughs> which uh, in the fourth quarter, like, can you believe? I'll give OKC the Knicks game, but I don't know. Outlook is bad, so let's stick with the West. We already have one group down, right, because New Pelicans Orleans won 4 to nothing. Hey, I think Pelicans might take the Warriors to six games. And they don't even have Boogie on their team. Like, he's he's on the sideline hurting right now. Rondo. Rondo playoff, playoff Rondo is insane. Yeah, that's the playoff P. <laughs> Obviously, that series is over, but another one that could be over as early as tonight, Golden State against San Antonio. Uh, that, that, that should have been over, but you know what? They were trying to get Pop. Yeah, I mean. Uh, That's over. A tough situation with Pop being out because his wife died. Oh, uh, yeah. And so you know that those guys pulled it together for him, and that's really awesome, like Ginobili being out there, vintage Ginobili, but it goes back to the Warriors tonight, and I just I don't see him walking away with anything but a loss. Yeah, I, I'll say – Warriors going to take out the Pelicans six games, but it would be interesting to watch. So another one, we've got Houston against Minnesota. Rockets. Oh, it's not even a question. It's yeah. just over. <laughs> They're not. If I had to pick a young team, I'm taking Philly. I'm, I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking Philly 
Warriors in the finals. Already you're I have calling given it? Up on LeBron. We haven't even gone through the East yet. Yo, you're already predicting the finals. Meek Mill got out of jail, and I think it's just going to. It's a big up. day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it changed everything around. He might as well get on the court. What do you think about Cavs Pacers? Because the series is tied now. That's a tough one. Yep. I think the Cavs get out by the grace of God. We've also got Philly against the Heat, and we already know you're picking Philly. I'm going to go Philly, too, and I'm, I'm really excited Philly about it right away. now. Man. Uh, ben Simmons is the truth. I wish that Fultz was better right now so that we could look and see okay. like how good they could truly if be with Philly, all these rookies. But. If Philly would have took either Mitchell or Dennis Smith Jr. or even Lonzo, do you know how good that would have been? Jason Tatum. Oh, I forgot about him. It would have been Philly he made a bad, bad choice. But you know what? I got to trust the process. Because they took a beat, they took Simmons, they set out. So maybe Falls will get back on track. I'm really excited about the idea of them being in the finals, at least the Eastern Conference finals. This could be another okay, see. So we'll just see how they how they do it. That's true. We could be very upset about it later. What about Boston, Milwaukee? Giannis got to do better. It's tied right now. Tonight it's at the Celtics. I want to say Milwaukee walks away with it because they're so much fun to watch, but I don't think in Boston they're going to win. What about Toronto, Washington though? Like no Toronto one really wants to talk about around. the series. <laughs> Washington's still around. I'm taking the six I for think, Drake. I think the Raptors win too. So we'll have to go back and see how good we did against our rankings because it'll be a couple more weeks until we record. But okay, yeah. By the time we record, it'll be Philadelphia. LeBron already be at home. He'll probably already transfer teams. So you heard it here first. There'll be a lot going on. So we looked at the playoffs. We've taken Twitter questions. We did get one more question. We got another one? Should we answer or not? It's uh, from Brandon Land. I love Brandon Land. Let's do it. Okay. So if you could build a perfect design team, which NBA franchise would you most likely replicate? Wow. I love That's these kind one. of questions. Oh, and he says, if you answer jazz, I might die. He is a huge OKC <laughs> fan. Ah, Huge. My so, guy. Uh, oh, man, if I had to build a team, I think it would be whatever team LeBron joins in the offseason <laughs> this year. Man, I love the 76ers right now. I love Embiid, not only because he went to Kansas, but because he is so much fun. He's just one of those players that, like, you want to find out what he's doing every single night, even if he's not playing well. Like, you know he's going to throw some shade on Twitter. It's going to be fun to watch. He's he's the great star of, like, the social media era. I love Ben Simmons' play, and he's not, like, a super flashy or mouthy guy, and he doesn't have, like, a dad following him around, like, <laughs> talking about how good he is and bad Throwing everybody else is. I mean, whatever. That team right there, that, that current 76ers team, I, I like the idea of, like, what can Fultz actually do? And that's kind of like the thing. If you're building a design team, it's like you want to give opportunities to the people that you see potential in, right? You want to watch them rise up. You want to give them a chance to impress you and do all the things that you know they're capable of doing. But you also have to anchor it down with some really talented players that can do big things, that can do little things, that can do small things right. So if we're talking, you know, by, by a true philosophical point of view, I think that I'm going to go with the 76ers. I would have to go with the Warriors because I think they might be one of the only teams in the NBA that literally built off a of draft. And then as far as, like, being a design team, they never were okay with being great. They wanted to be greater. So going after Kevin Durant, I think we already have the best shooter of all time on your team. I would say that's the team I want to be on because I always want to be better. And then the fact that Kevin Durant's out, Steph can shoot. Steph's out, Kevin can shoot. Steph and Kevin is out, then you still got Clay. 
So it's like no matter who's out, who's not here, who's not available, the next guy steps in line. So I would want to build a design team like that where it's so much talent around. Everybody can kind of just pick up and go, which I feel like is kind of what our team does. Like sometimes people are out or roles change or different things happen and kind of just next person up. That's a great point. And I'm proud of you for not saying the thunder from three years ago or four years ago. I wanted to. I wanted to, but they didn't know how to keep the team. Oh, that's a good The Warriors, point. they know how to keep their players. They threw all that money at Serge Ibaka, and that yeah. did not work out very well for them. That's a great, that's a great point. So I got to go with them. So we'll jump back into the OKC mode, though, because we're going to talk about your project, the 82 Outfits of Russell Westbrook. Yes. So why don't you give a quick explainer of what the project was for people that haven't seen it, and we'll make sure to link to it in the show notes so people can go visit. So basically, it's 82 Flavors of Russell Westbrook. I came up with the headline myself. Nice. Um, We tracked him from the first game of the season to the last game of the season before the playoffs. Funny story is that Russ gets to the game three or four hours early. So we assigned the NBA photographer to catch him every single game. And so the guy had to get to the arena before us, which is like four hours or five hours. Wow. So we actually only had 81 outfits because he missed them one day because Russ got there super early. Oh, no. So we added in the NBA All-Star Game outfit to kind of like fit the hole for a missing outfit. Nice. But yeah, so um, my purpose as a designer is pretty much to just bring that idea to life. Um, and it being basically a photo gallery, I wanted to create something that was simple for people to use, but easy to contain all of that information. And then we thought it would be a good idea to add different quotes, um, prices of hats, shirts, um, pants, any items that were like super fly, um, which kind of took a long time just like finding all the information it's a lot of fact checking it but austin on the nba team did a really good job with that then we had some on there talent so Jalen rose one of our friends was able to get him to uh, say a quote and we had a couple of quotes from uh people on the jump um stephen a smith so it was it was pretty fun collecting all the data and then we had like a filter so you can see all his outfits that had hats outfits that had jackets um, and etc. And so basically, you just go up and down, and it shows different outfits, and they do like this cool animation thing, which I have to figure out the animation and After Effects, and then show it to the developer and see if he can replicate it. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty cool idea. Who came up with the idea? It kind of came from a mix of people. The first initial thing came from Stacy Pressman, um, wanted to track all his outfits and. Like I said, they got the photo team on board. And then um, as far as just like finding the prices for all the outfits, um, coming up with quotes, it's a combination of Heather, me, Austin, um, Christina, Nick, just a whole bunch of people um, contributing ideas. We basically met two or three times. I came up with a list of ideas and we threw ones out that we didn't like, threw ones in that we did like, and then just came out with the best outcome. What's really cool about these projects that I don't think I remember to talk about very often is that it's not just one person's idea. It's like six people's idea. (laughs) And that committee meets together over and over again to come up with not only the best idea, but like an amalgamation of all the really good ideas and consolidating those into one project is is tough, but it's always worth it in the end. How long did the project take? It was a lot shorter than my NBA All-Star game. It was about a month, like a month and a half. So you already mentioned like the research that you had to do. It was a very photo-heavy project. It was well-researched. But what made this project different from other projects that you've worked on so far? This one probably had the most content 
it had 82 photos, but you put 82 times three because each photo is like you have a mobile size, a tablet size, and a desktop size. And then you had about 20 different quotes and about 60 or 70 different prices and items. So just trying to figure out how to contain all that content and then trying to put all that in code because the developer builds like a shell. Then I had to go in and put in all the photos, each size is all the quotes. And the last game was, I want to say April 11th at like eight o'clock. And we went up April 11th at like 9.30. So luckily Russ got there at five o'clock. So we had the photo early. Right. But yeah, we published... It has some. It's so crazy the idea that it's not just something that you have to design, but something that you have to look at photos and make sure that the photos match up and that all of the text is being populated the right way because you're working in code, contacting all of these different people, whether it's reaching out to people, sending emails, had to reach out to people from undefeated. Um, like I said, one of my friends knew somebody that knew Jalen Rose, so she had to reach out to them separately. Um, and luckily they came through. So it really was project managing at its core. And that's one of the things that we do here so often, but this on like a much grander scale, which was so cool to me to watch unfold. And did you enjoy that process? Yeah, because it was like a, a lot of my friends are writers, so they do a lot of research. They do a lot of um, going through transcripts or recordings or just finding all types of information that they can plug and pull. It's basically like taking a bunch of different pieces and making your own thing out of pieces from everybody else. So, I mean, GQ actually did the same, like, lookbook of Russell Westbrook, but theirs didn't have the prices, the items. It didn't have quotes from different people. And that one went out maybe, like, two weeks before ours came out. So just trying to make it different. Yeah, the idea that this could just be a photo gallery, like you said. I mean, that doesn't require any work except for the photographer that gets there, like, four hours early. But the idea that it could be filterable and that you can comb through it in different ways and that you can research as much as you want or as little as you want to find out like if you want to buy these outfits yeah or what other people have to say about them and the prices i mean some of the outfits i want to say most expensive item was like two or three grand oh my goodness you remember what it was probably like a fear of god um what looked like a bathrobe but it was like a robe it was a bathrobe all right he had a jacket (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is between a robe and a jacket. What was your favorite outfit? Favorite outfit? Might be this jacket. It's like a silver jacket. And a photo is nice. I don't know what arena they're in, but it's one of my favorites. And when he wore the Balenciaga socks, those are one of my favorite shoes. So, Well, if you guys haven't checked it out, we'll link to it in the show notes, and everybody can go check out the 82 Flavors of Russell Westbrook by Tiffany and Company, which was a huge project. Well, the NFL Blondes which I think I actually did pretty good on this one. Like, I got through the first screen compared Instead of to the Yankees. striking out right away. Yeah. yeah. So whose idea was that project? So we have a writer that has been working with us kind of on retainer for a while, and he's oh. been researching a lot of stuff. His name's Anthony. And Anthony did an awesome job kind of coming up with the idea and then pitching it to us in a way that had a hook. The idea really was about, can we just take two QBs and look at how good they did, like in the combine or before they were drafted in the NFL and compare them because a lot of times people draft quarterbacks and they don't measure up, right? Think of how many busts there are every single year. The Browns draft high and these quarterbacks just don't really pan out. So if you compare the two, can you do it based on merit and will you actually get the better quarterback if you compare those numbers? The way that we made it a relevant story is we compared all these quarterbacks to guys who are about to be drafted high in the 2018 draft. 
And if you look at quarterbacks who are about to be drafted high and compare them to guys that did really well in the past, it's kind of exciting. But you can do the exact same thing with quarterbacks that were not very good in the NFL. And it kind of makes you wonder, like, are these guys the real deal or not? So I played the game, and it has, like, the two quarterbacks compared. But then at the bottom, it has the extra quarterback. What was the idea of doing that? Because I would have thought to do, like, you answer, like, quarterback A or quarterback B, and then you go to another screen where this one is, like, you have to go down to advance over. Yeah, so the way that we decided to build the functionality was originally it was going to do exactly what you say, where you find out right away what it is by going onto the next screen. The issue really is about the user's experience and what they expect, right? So the user clicks on A or B and the button should indicate it's a new question. But if we change up that functionality to be A or B, by the way, here's somebody that compares, now you click again. So multiple clicks are going to trick the user into wondering like, am I about to get a result? Or am I about to get the next question? So by incorporating it on a scroll, you're able to kind of consolidate everything that you wanted to parse about one specific group of quarterbacks before going on to the next question. It was more about the user's expectations than anything else. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was a cool idea. I hadn't seen anything like it really. Yeah. And then why'd you guys go with photos instead of art? So I think because of the turnaround time, we had a lot of time to research and prep for this, but we didn't narrow down the list of quarterbacks until a couple of weeks before we launched. And Mike, who works in-house on our team, did an awesome job taking all these photos and treating them really specifically. And using art with quarterbacks that you don't recognize might be kind of tough. I don't recognize some of the quarterbacks with pictures. Especially because we're not just getting guys that haven't yet been drafted into the NFL, but we're also getting guys from like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that you might not recognize at all, let alone if they're good or not. Yeah. So that's why we went with photos. And then how long did that project take? I think that project took two months total. Anthony probably came up with the idea before we ever got our hands on it. But from the time of its inception, like in-house, I think it took about two months, which is pretty typical, I think, for most of our our long-form projects. Yeah, it's not too bad. So those are the projects that we've been working on lately, and we have new things coming up that we're excited to talk about in the future. But for now, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, this conference that I went to and the importance of community. The type of community that I like to be a part of is very interactive. I uh, recently did one of those personality tests Uh and found out that I am, I think it's an ENFP or J. So for me, it's really important to always be around other people. And like I, I get so much energy out of just having people over at the house, out of working in an office. Being around people like that helps me work. It helps me focus. It helps me energize myself. And when I'm by myself, the opposite happens. Like I just don't want to work yeah I just want to veg out I don't want to do anything design related I'd just rather sleep if I'm by myself (laughs) see I'm like the opposite man when I'm by myself I'm focused I wonder if for me it was because I learned how to do all this design stuff on my own and I always crave like someone to validate what I was doing Uh I would talk to my wife and I'd be like hey what do you think about this and she would say I don't know like it's fine you know she doesn't really want to do anything other than support me so it's hard for her to critique any of my work oh yeah no and my friends are too when it comes to critiquing or things like that i want to ask my friends because i'm probably the only designer they know so they always say oh your stuff is great your stuff is great so yeah i could never i always had to go to a designer when i'm like thinking about my work because 
I'm the only designer my friends know. So that's where I think the value of community really lies. It's because the people that you surround yourself hopefully aren't all designers. They're people from all different walks of life or they're close friends or even spouses, right? It's someone that brings something else to the table. It's not just about design all the time. Like I can't eat, sleep, and breathe that. Yeah. And that's just who I am. But when I'm around other designers, I get a lot of energy. I get really excited because I can speak design, right? My wife is a nurse, and when she comes home and tells me about some medical procedure that she's really excited to talk about, I get grossed out, number one. And then I tell her, like, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't care. Like, (laughs) it's really hard to say that. And I know it's the same way for her. So being around other people and being able to talk about design stuff is super valuable. And one of the ways that you can do that, I think, is by going to conferences. Uh, Getting out of the office is really important to find inspiration in the things that you interact with outside, to get some energy, to enjoy yourself outside of, you know, like an office space is really important. Outside of community, a lot of designers just sit at a desk eight hours a day. Exactly. And it's not really healthy for you. And you can't, I mean, I'm big on community just like around the office, just like meeting other people in different apartments because you never know who you're going to work with. Like, I work with a lot of people from photo editor so if you don't really know how they think when you're trying to argue a case or bring an idea they'll be less likely to argue it down if they're friends like if they're friends you can get things done or like my Westbrook project because I had friends in other different apartments I was able to get different people to help on my project which you know it's easier to say hey can you get Jalen Rose to do a quote for me when you know somebody you have a personal relationship with them than just a cold email because Nine times out of ten, they might ignore that. The best relationships I think you can make or have are going to be the ones that are outside of the office, the ones that aren't professional, that are outside of, like, if you sit behind a desk all day. And so even though the people that you might hang out with, those relationships don't know a whole lot about design, and you won't get that same kind of design energy out of it, you'll get something else that might be even more valuable. They can inspire you because a lot of my ideas are just creative thoughts I get from being around my friends, and they may not see something, and I'll be like, oh, I look at the pattern of your shoes or something like that. So I, I definitely get inspired by people I hang out with. Absolutely. Whenever you do get out of the office, whether that's virtually like making friends online or physically and you go out and you hang out with some friends that aren't working right next to you all day long. I think it's really important to identify the peers that you value the most. And I don't mean that in the sense of thinking one person is more important than another, but finding someone whose opinion actually matters, right? So finding someone that you trust, that you can share the design work that you actually are proud of. The idea of a network is very different from community. So Dribble used to be like a really cool community of designers. Anymore, it just seems oversaturated, like yeah. the same type of stuff. It's super disappointing. I have made some really good friends through Dribble, just other designers who I respect and have become followers of, and likewise, like we develop, you know, a, a mutual respect online. Stuff like that happens all the time, but not all those people are like part of a community, right? Yeah. Finding those relationships that you truly value, that you truly um, can relate to. I've got a group of friends, about ten other guys who. We get together every single year and we go on like a retreat and they're all designers, whether it's illustration or art direction or coding, we all have our different backgrounds, but we get together and we find a cabin somewhere and we just hang out and we go fish, we play cards and stuff like that, just away from everything else. But we are very focused on bettering each other, whether it's through um, feedback and critique or just friendship. Yeah. I need that. I mean, I have, I have some design people that I talk to, like the New York Knicks designer. 
like the lat before I moved here, like I went to New York in like March of 2015, and so I connected with him. And then there's a guy that used to work at the NFL, but now he's with the Nets. So I got to like see the NFL offices. I got to see every single Super Bowl ring from like Super Bowl one to like wow. the Seahawks, because that was probably the last one they had there. So yeah, he was really cool. So yeah, there are some people that I connect with on Twitter that. They're super cool. And then Matt Lang, they used to work at Alabama and at Texas. Yeah. Um, he's a pretty cool guy. And then Chris, that's at Alabama now. So, yeah, those are pretty good people to reach out to. Finding other designers that you can build relationships with is really important because, like what you said earlier, like you never know who you're going to work with, right? Yeah, you never know who you're going to run into at a football game or something. Like right. my family is a big Alabama fan. So Matt used to work at Alabama. So you just never know. <laughs> There's always going to be that connection. Yeah. The last thing about building a community or being a part of a community is um, you need to be honest and hold yourself accountable as well as like your peers accountable too. So if you have feedback that you want to give or feedback that you want to get from other people, it's really important to accept that feedback. Building a community is all about bettering yourself, not only as a person, but as a designer. And if you do that with peers that you respect, then it's going to be super beneficial to you and to them. You'll learn how to grow whether you want to be an art director or not, just understanding what it is about your work that's really important or valuable, how to critique other people, how to communicate is really important as a designer. So I think that doing that with your peers on subjects that you guys or girls can all get behind is really important. Also, just knowing that there are people behind like the computer. Yes. A lot of times you don't realize they have feelings and thoughts and families outside of you know design. I think sometimes people get so competitive and they're just trying to compete with people or it's like they're actual humans and everybody needs humanity. Absolutely. Yeah. So hopefully everybody can be a part of a community out there. Um, we'd love to hear about what kind of communities you guys and girls are involved in, whether it's something that's local to you and you physically go to a space and hang out with some other designers, or if you have like a Slack group that you guys join and build up each other, that's really cool. So share that kind of stuff with us. We would love to promote that. So favorite part of the day. Yes. Is it? What are you listening to today? I actually have stuff this week. Oh. I'm really excited about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> but I'll let you go first. Nah, you can go first. You sure? Yeah. So we've already alluded to it at one point, but I've got a really cool Cardi B uh, mix that I will share. I brought these guys up before. It's the Hood Internet, and they took one of her songs, <laughs> and they changed I'm it up a little bit. I songs. It sounds a little shysty, but... You will like it, I think. Hood Internet. That's number one. And then Drake? Nice for what? <sighs> Okay, Is that I'm on so yours too? excited for Drake's new album because it's like he can't do wrong. It's like he's figured out the solution to the problem, and I don't know how he does it, but I have yet to hear like a bad Drake song. I love Nice For What. That It's a good song. And then the video, it has everybody in it. The video is what hooked me. Uh, then the other two are probably a little bit more traditionally my style. Decemberists have one called Once In My Life that's really good. Let's check it out. And then Darling Side, Good For You, which I'd never heard of before uh, I went on that trip and saw some of my buddies who were designers, and the, you know, like typical hipster designers, like, you got to check out my music. It's very... <laughs> It's very mellow. You'll like it a lot. So that's what I'm listening to, Tiff. What are you listening to? <sighs> he knew it was coming. I gotta say, my man J. Cole, new album dropped on Friday. My favorite songs from that album is ATM. Because the video is so good. You I haven't check, seen it yet. You gotta check the videos out. Um, and then Kevin's Heart. He has a video that's featuring Kevin Hart, which the name of the song is Kevin's Heart, like H-E-A-R-T. But you get the thing, you know, it, it's pretty funny. It's too perfect. But... 
you know, Nice for What too, because that's a good song. And I'm still kind of listening to Cardi B. What else am I listening to? Did you like the album? I know that was something you were really looking forward to. It was a good album. It was, I still think Nicki Minaj is the best. But Nicki Minaj did drop Chung Lee and Barbie Teens. And as much as I want to say they're good, they're just, they're okay. I'm also listening to Kanye West being prepared for Kanye's new album, which comes out June 1st. But yeah, KLD is what I've been listening to. Um, And I went all the way back to False Prophets, Cold World, like old school J. Cole. Um, And then I even made a playlist like Cole vs. Kendrick. Because I'm trying to figure out who's the best, but they're very different, but they're very the same. So I went back to Forest Hills Drive. Um, So yeah, I'm... I'm going a little bit old school. And then a new song that I've been checking out is called Low Key by Carrie Foss. K-A-R-I-F-A-U-X. And um, this guy, Kevin George, I like this. It's a pretty good song. So that's, that's what I'm listening to. So I'm going to show how ignorant I am, but I'm going to ask, <laughs> is J. Cole a rapper? What? <laughs> I will be I fine. I think the podcast is canceled. Is J. Cole a rapper? Is that really a oh, bad question? Oh, man. I, I'm really sorry. Like oh. I'm hoping that you'll give me this homework because I'm excited for you and I want to listen to who this J. Cole person is. it a band? Twitter is it one right person? Twitter is crying, crying. I'm not as woke as you thought I was. Twitter, I have given up all hope. Well, come on. It, oh, man. I will, I will uh, listen Kendrick to Kendrick Lamar. I know who Kendrick Lamar is. If you is. had Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole on the same team, I would start J. Cole before I started Kendrick Lamar. Okay, so, yes, J. Cole is a rapper. Design Twitter loves Kendrick, too. <sighs> yeah, but Design Twitter loves J. Cole. And you got to check out his artwork for the album. Okay. Oh, man. Um, that's, that's a sad end to a great show. Can that be my homework? <laughs> yes, you got okay. <laughs> Oh, man. I will listen to J. Cole for my homework, and I will actually do it. I'm afraid to give you any homework because you are <laughs> one for three. Time, I'm going to do homework. <sighs> okay. So I think your homework is going to be listening to uh, a couple of my songs. I think the Decemberists, Once in My Life, and Darling Side, Good For You. And we will actually, I think this is probably a really good example of how different our tastes in music are. And I'm really excited about it. I have to check it out. Okay. Wait, I also am listening to Foster People, Pumped Up Kicks. I love Foster People. That's a classic one. Yeah. And then their song, Sit Next to Me, second classic. Okay. Oh, and Adele. I listened to Rogue in the Deep this morning. But y'all have to listen to your songs. I've heard of Adele. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> okay, so I think that's going to do it for the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll come back in a couple of weeks. And if you have any questions for us, hit us up on Twitter. We all try not to ask questions the last minute, but you guys came through clutch. Next time we record, we have to do some more of these, like, if you were a basketball team oh, and yeah, a designer. Those are really good questions. questions. I'm into that. Awesome. All right. So I guess we're out. See ya.